0: We got the classes, we got the shows, talking about some very special episodes, taking you back in time, back in time. The TV history, just you and me, just you and me, yeah, this is Moments in Madness, In Hello, and welcome to another pre show episode of Moments in Madness. We're back after a week of uh, off due to some technical issues, but don't worry, got it sorted out. Hope you enjoyed the show on Zack Attack Saved by the Bell and our conversation around the dark side of childhood celebrity high school television in America, um, and just an all-around nice conversation with my guest, Luke Crum. This week, I'm going to start by introducing next week's episode. And that's because for the first time, we have a little bit of a continued theme, if you will. We're headed north, far, far north, to the great frozen tundra of our friendly neighbors to the north, Canada, to discuss the legendary Canadian series, Degrassi, in an episode titled, It Creeps. degrassi high if you aren't familiar with the likes of degrassi it has an incredibly storied history having had in total to this date five series centered around the toronto kids the kids of degrassi street degrassi junior high degrassi high degrassi the next generation famously featuring of course one mr aubrey drake graham and degrassi next class running in total from 1979 to 2016, albeit with some gaps in time. Even so, that's an insane length of time, and a lot to talk about when next week you will hear myself and my guest attempt to sort through some of that and break down the episode of Degrassi High. It creeps. My guest is the unbelievably talented writer, editor, podcaster, and all around wonderful human being, Valeska Griffiths. Please come check that out. As we also compare and contrast the high school television experiences of Saved by the Bell and Degrassi, which is what makes those two things a theme, as it does come up, and we also draw some parallels to what Canadians and Americans value um, in their their television, as well as LSD use, drama, horror filmmaking, and much, much more. But before I move on to that stuff from last week, uh, I did get one email. So, let's take a look at that. Hello. Pretty good podcast. Thank you for defending Principle and the Popper. To me, it's just a really funny episode of The Simpsons, and there's way, way worse. So, I'm always surprised when it shows up on lists of worst episodes of the series. Every time it's on, I watch and I always laugh at Homer ogling Skinner's porn mags or Ralph saying when he grows up, he wants to be a caterpillar or a principal. Just a great, funny episode. People need to relax more. Okay. Um, thank you for that email. That was from Albert. <clears throat> um, I'll leave off your last name. Thanks, Albert. Um, it. Um, you yeah. know. It's definitely um, a tough time to ask people to relax, but I get what you're saying. In um, a very nice email, I appreciate that. If you'd like to email yourself, please send one to mail at com, or you can send me a Twitter at the madness box. Um, yeah, I think, again, thank you, Albert. I'm not really sure I defended Principal and the Popper myself. Um, I think Andrew did that more as my guest, um, who I think sort of made some similar points about just being funny. I will say that I think the abe simpson joke of when, when he hits on agnes skinner and says hello beautiful and she responds with in your dreams and he says we'll see about that and falls asleep uh, i legitimately think that's one of the funniest simpsons jokes of all time i think it's just great and yeah but overall i think andrew did a much better job defending the attitudes of this episode much better than i did i really just like the idea of i just dislike the idea of jumping the shark and that's like all she wrote for a show and that's sort of what i wanted to focus on But I think especially with this episode... I mean, there are legitimately classic episodes of The Simpsons following this one. Including um, the next episode's Lisa Sachs... Which is, everyone agrees, is a classic episode. One of the most heartfelt episodes of The Simpsons. Um, I think the Carney episode is also in Season 9... Which is a great episode of television. Really funny. Uh, And I think there's great episodes in Season 10 and beyond as well. Yeah, so... um, So yeah, I mean, that's kind of what my focus was... Was on jumping the shark... In general, um, but I do think, I do agree, I think um, that episode of The Simpsons is just genuinely funny. Um, So thanks again, Albert. Please continue to write and leave feedback. Um, You can also leave reviews on iTunes if you like. Um, It looks like we had a couple five-star reviews over the last week, so thank you for that. Um, If that's your podcast catcher, please feel free to keep leaving ratings, um, give honest reviews. Um, As I said, also email, mail at moments. At, oh, at momentsandmadness.com, mail at momentsandmadness.com, and on Twitter at The Madness Box. And I promise, as long as it won't uh, get me imprisoned, I'll read it, um, anything. I'll read it on the air, whether it's a personal attack on me, rude, sweet, anything in between, I will do it. So please uh, feel free to write, and I'll read it. All right, so let's talk about some of uh, the Saved by the Bell resources that I used for the rockumentary episode. Um, I really, really want to start with the Dust and Diamond book, um, actually Behind the Bells. As far as quote-unquote sources goes, it's really abominable. I mean, you probably can't trust a word of a single thing that's in that book, and Dustin Diamond himself virtually says the same. Um, he claims he was fleeced, claims he used a ghostwriter, and didn't really, um, know what was going into this book, um... And granted, this isn't a gossip show, so it might be weird to, like, um, I said, even choose to talk about this source. But I used it to illustrate, I think, a larger point, or I tried to. Um, Justin tried to go on a rehab tour of his career on the Dr. Oz show, talk about his demons, which is all fine. I don't have a problem with the guy. I just think he's a victim of sorts. Uh, That's why I chose that particular book, because I think the story of Dustin is the story of a lot of childhood actors. And that's really one of the things I wanted to pull out in that last episode um the more you think about the more sick it really is so yeah behind the bells is a really 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 sleazy book and it's totally fun to get out some of that tea but even if all of it is a lie which in my opinion is debatable there's still an incredibly sad story behind it that makes it worth taking note of uh i want to read a quick passage from the book uh really quickly if i may quote yes we probably made more money at 10 years old than you did We met lots of interesting people, were recognized and adored uh, for a window in time, and went on adventures that would not have been possible if we hadn't been uh, serendipitously plucked from relative obscurity one day in 1988 after several rounds of intense auditions. But on the other hand, though, our lives were lives were not better than anyone else's in the, in the sense that we were far from the perfect teens we portrayed and say by the bell in fact truth be told we were all pretty fucked up celebrities are people too we're flawed like everyone else we're just on television or up on a movie screen pulling down more cash when we're working yeah so aside from the fact that this is indeed uh obviously Shakespeare I think Perfect Teens and I think Perfect Teens is an incredibly generous to say a thing to say about any of the characters on Say by the Bell but I think it really highlights what I'm trying to say even if Dustin Diamond didn't write this book it sums up the problem which is money for 10-year-olds um, there's an incredibly amount of pressure to maintain that lifestyle I think there's got to be huge expectations set around um, someone who's essentially um, lifted Their entire family up a few classes I mean expectations of the parents And for all intents and purposes um, Peaking at such an early age You know, um, Dustin has faced legal issues Money problems, many other obstacles But that's a symptom, I think Of an incredibly dangerous aspect Of capitalism, in my opinion And a problem with allowing child labor laws To be ignored so we can produce a shitty Half hour children's sitcom on Saturday mornings For the purpose of lining people's pockets um, Who are basically, you know Essentially all old dudes, you know Um, so yeah, I think that to me is really more the story of behind the bells, even if that's not the intended story. Um, the intended story is to make money, right? Which is what the problem is that, you know, you've set this expectation, this mold of your life at 10 years old, that you're going to be the star forever and it's fleeting, um, and leaves you in a really hollow place with an expectation for your life, um, And ultimately diseased um, expectations of what's important. So yeah, I mean, um, you know, those are informative years, right? And that's what you're filling those years with is the expectation of stardom. Um, so yeah, I want to talk about also something else that inspired this episode, which is the funny, the, the incredible Funny or Die, uh, continuing running series, Zach Morris's Trash, because I think it's really the opposite of what I really kind of, um, I talked about early in the first couple episodes, which is, um, part of the reason I've done this show is because television, um, like this isn't taken seriously enough, right? Even though it is just saved by the bell or special episodes, Um, when people make podcasts or talk about it online, they just deride it. It becomes a joke. Um, I really think it's just opportunistic, and in my opinion, lazy. Um, You know, um, lazy. So, uh, you know, I I think it's better to actually take this stuff seriously and talk about it. Um, Dashiell Driscoll's um, Funny or Die series... Zach Morris' trash, I think, is the opposite. Yeah, I mean, it is going to create some nostalgia in you because if you've seen those episodes of television, you're going to laugh because you remember it, and the juxtaposition of Zach Morris being trash to um, how he's portrayed as the coolest dude in the room is funny, but it really has a solid critique episode by episode that I think sums up the problem with Saved by the Bell and its characters, in my opinion. Um, Yeah, that of what being a cool guy is, right? And what um, that creates in terms of expectations for what high school should be like and how you should treat people. Um, And and I think it's a really, really great series. I think it's still ongoing. Um, I I know they at least released some stuff in January. So um, yeah, check that out. It's, you know, three minutes at a clip and it's all incredibly entertaining and really casts that character in a uh in a light that you might not consider so yeah um so yeah um i think that does it for this week on the pre-show um next week Degrassi High it creeps with Valeska Griffiths if you want to write again mail at moments of at the madness box on twitter please gotten some great uh got great email this week got some great feedback please keep it up um i really appreciate it love you all till next time enjoy the madness good night